0: Welcome back to another episode of the Reefing Retail Podcast. I am here live from Shop Talk Europe. Joining me today is Nikki De Simone. She's the Vice President of Enterprise Marketing, Data, and Creative Studios for the Estee Lauder Companies, where she leads the UK and Ireland region's enterprise-wide strategy in marketing, data, social commerce, and omni innovation. Nikki, thank you so much for joining the show today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So wonderful to have you here. Um, and I know you are about to be presenting in a panel in just a short while. Yes. Very exciting. So I'd love to kind of kick things off by hearing about you know, some of the trends you're seeing in experiential retail right now and, and you know what you're really looking forward to discussing during the panel today. Absolutely. I'll give you a, a sneak peek. so Today, we're going to be talking about really the importance of experiential marketing. And as we think about the amount of choice that the consumer has in content that they're seeing, we as brands need to give our consumers a reason to stop and engage with both our entertainment, our content from an education perspective to so provide an experience and not just a shopping transaction. To do this well, we believe, you know, in the Personalization of those experiences. So they're relevant and personalization of content. So it's meaningful. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I feel like we're consistently hearing more and more about how important personalization is in today's uh, retail uh, climate. And would you say that this is a a trend that's kind of accelerated because of COVID or were we kind of seeing this, you know, pre pandemic? What are your thoughts? I think a lot of what we're seeing from consumption patterns and behaviors, like what you're referencing, were already evolving pre-pandemic and then have just been accelerated at such a rapid pace. So yes, personalization for sure is, um, one of the topics that we see more and more, you know, coming to the forefront. But if you think about it from the consumer lens, it's, it's, there's a world of endless choices for that. So what's going to be the thing that makes them stop or engage? And that's very much making sure it's relevant for them. So Mm -hmm. right message, right product, right time, right channel, all of those things have come to the absolute core. From a marketing perspective, it's no longer okay to go in those broad strokes. You need to be much more granular. Absolutely. Uh, And, you know, a common narrative since COVID-19's initial impact has been the movement from in-person brick-and-mortar shopping experiences for the digital. But, you know, we are seeing that brick-and-mortar is springing back now yes. that uh, things have kind of reopened and were, uh largely vaccinated. So how do you feel about that? And do you think that digital transformations are a clear necessity now, but do you do you see the in-person experience also remaining important for years to come? think for the consumer, the magic comes in when you see the interaction between the digital and the in-person or the in-real life. And the examples I love to use is if you think about how much we still love to go to cinema or theater or concerts, Mm -hmm. despite the ability of having the comfort and the the leisure of being able to stream Spotify music or Netflix films from the comfort of your own home, Mm -hmm. I think. As human beings, we've moved so much into the digital space, but we also have a need to connect in real life. And that's part of human nature that I think is absolutely a cornerstone of consumer engagement as we think about our brand strategies. Absolutely. Uh, um, You know, watching a concert on television is uh, just nothing like being there in person. So as much as we say we want to live in the digital, there will always be a need for... uh, physical experiences. Leading from that question, I did want to know so what aspect of the modern consumer would you say most demands this kind of omni channel approach? So we're talking about the digital and brick and mortar. So it's really just becoming this like a seamless blend of both of these spaces. I think from a consumer perspective the expectation is different, right? We have almost as brands and different retailers and if- and different media content, we cetera, we've, we've changed and trained the consumer to think differently and, and behave differently. And that's very much a, a part of what's underpinning the need for this on the approach. You know, it's not enough anymore to just show something or, or explain something. They want, the consumers want to see it and feel it. And particularly in beauty and with our beauty brands, it's an emotive purchase. You You buy a fragrance and you, you spray it and you feel something or you put on that lipstick and it makes you feel something. And that's really hard to translate into a completely digital only approach. Mm-hmm. And so finding the blend between the two, is not just something that's a, a nice to have. It's something we absolutely must do in, into the future. It's going to be even more important for us to connect with the consumer across all channels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Beauty itself, I feel like, is kind of really leading the pack when it comes to, you know, meeting consumers across all channels, especially when it comes to reaching them through digital and social commerce. Beauty has kind of uh, been at the forefront of that. Now we're seeing that expand into other retail categories. But So I did want to know, so how is Estee Lauder incorporating social commerce into its sales and uh, marketing strategies? You know when I think about social commerce i I think about this convergence of community and content and commerce being our way forward, and so social commerce is about bringing that ecosystem together and being able to take what might live on one channel and transcending that across channels. We've been enabled with some amazing partners, you know one example that comes to mind is with snap, and so a few months back we Launched a first ever partnership with Snap and our Mac Cosmetics brand, where basically we were able to take the the filters that everyone's using on a day to day conversation and and connection platform and actually help match the perfect lipstick shade to the outfit that you were wearing Amazing. and "Yeah, it's so convenient and you know there are so many examples like that where we're really partnering, trying to innovate and create. For the consumer, mm-hmm. but always doing it with intention. Because I think what we can run the risk in social commerce or omni innovation or any of this space is doing things just to do them, to take a box. Mm-hmm. But actually, what we really, I guess, take a lot of pride in is
1: creating these
0: experiences with intention. So they're memorable, they're meaningful, they're interactive, and that they drive long term success for mm-hmm. us as brands and long term relationships with our consumers. Absolutely. As you mentioned, you guys are doing some amazing work with uh, AR, technology. Um, have you seen a, a direct lift in sales uh, since incorporating those, those innovations? So as a, a portfolio of friends and you know, our, our history takes us back, to, you know, we've long, long been investing in the power of digital that was setting up Sites for mm-hmm. shopping beauty before people even thought that that was going to be a thing. so we continue to see a very you know exciting future in the digital space, and we know that when we combine the right content with the right experiences that it does deliver mm-hmm. some amazing business results for us. And new consumer acquisition or giving consumers a reason to come back more frequently or ultimately helping us drive brand loyalty. That is fantastic to hear. So, Nikki, I do want to know, so leading the UK and Ireland in enterprise-wide strategy for marketing and data and social commerce and omni-innovation, uh, it has to be a huge task. Um, so what are some tips anyone might apply or you know, any that have helped you in uh, particularity to segment and overcome major challenges within these very, very complex systems? You know, what what springs to your mind? When it comes to approach. I think it's a really exciting space to be in. And I think one of the key mindset shifts we've had as a global company is really bringing everything together and putting the consumer at the forefront. So, you know, the, the different functions that you mentioned that now sit together with creative and data and insights mm-hmm. and consumer and marketing, you're you're naturally led to less siloed conversations Mm -hmm. because you're putting a consumer at one consumer view at the forefront of everything you're doing. And then, you know, as we've been talking about, making sure that we really take a balanced approach across channels, but also across this data-led approach Mm -hmm. and intuition and instinct. And oftentimes, they run on two completely separate tracks in Mm businesses, and, you know, we, we can't lose sight of the the instinct and the creativity and mm-hmm. the, the DNA that we were founded on with our incredible founders. And so that's um some of the stuff that I would say is, brings to mind for sure. And the last piece I would say is that it's really important today, given all the choices that our consumer has, to really know what you stand for, but also what you stand out for and stay true to that. Absolutely. I mean, there are an endless sea of choices. So. Being able to capture that interest is absolutely critical. Um, And you know, you touched upon data. So where do you see data as being, you know, leveraged the most critically within these omni-channel transformations? So data can help us on many different fronts and particularly understanding the consumer and their journey more end to end, ensuring that we have the most current, data, this has been a key focus area for us over the past couple of years, is really to get this part of our business running. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've seen the, the way that this works well and how we're able to show up for the consumer in relevant ways. And that's ultimately been the end goal. Absolutely. So, you know, delivering these new digital assets to customers, uh, within omnichannel transformations actually has to require an abundance of creativity so i wanted to kind of end on just kind of picking your brain and seeing you know where does creativity shine for you i love this question. i think it shines through everywhere from end to end and you know from a marketing perspective you know anywhere between 56 and 70 percent of our campaign success is around uh, the beginning i think over the last two years in particular, we've accumulated a lot of things. I don't know about you, but I know I <laughs> am. Yes. And the data shows us that, that consumers have acquired a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so what they're telling us is that they're not ready to buy more things. Mm-hmm. They're ready to buy into stories and mm-hmm. experiences. And that's, that's where content shines through. It's what creates or evokes that emotion. And that's what leads that long-lasting impression. Mm-hmm. It takes what may have been a simple transaction into something much more meaningful than that. Absolutely. I have to say, so I, I have seen that you guys have done some really kind of pioneering, I mean, as far as retailers go, dropping NFTs, looking mm-hmm. unique, and creating these, uh, you know, just really testing and innovating and trying things out and seeing what works and what doesn't. It's really incredible to see, and I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I can't wait to see um, more from, from Estee in, in the coming years. I'm, I'm sure you will continue to be on the uh, forefront of creative retail. So thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast.